Welcome to Motherhood Feels. Hindsight is 2020. I'm Dr. Jill Garrett, a licensed psychologist who specializes in maternal mental health and host of Motherhood Feels, Hindsight is 2020. Stay tuned for a captivating Motherhood Feels interview with seasoned mom, Sam Morgan. Sam and her husband, Will, are the owners of a staple Jacksonville business, Vagabond Coffee. When they are not brewing or baking delicious Pop-Tarts, they are organizing the logistics of a monthly Vagabond market and parenting their little Vagabonds, seven-year-old Clive and four-year-old Leo. Sam walks us through her fascinating motherhood feels journey, one that includes home and water births, birthing pools, and if it isn't in the works already, the need for a sponsorship from both Publix and Wendy's. Check out this lovely lady next. Hey guys, it's me, Jill. Before we start, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you know when the next episode comes out. And apparently, giving five-star reviews is a cool thing to do, too. You can follow me on Instagram at motherhoodfeels, all one word, and head over to motherhoodfeels.com to check out my self-paced online course, Motherhood Feels, before and even after baby boot camp. It walks through evidence-based strategies for healthy coping with all your motherhood feels. The downloadable workbook that comes with the course means you'll have everything you need in one place during this busy season of life. It's perfect for expectant, new, or even seasoned moms and makes for a great baby shower gift. Thanks for listening. Okay. All right. And action. Hi, Sam. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So my name is Sam. I've lived in Jacksonville for about 10 years now, originally from New Jersey. Um, Me and my husband have owned a coffee shop for about nine years, and we have two kids, two boys, we love living in Jacksonville. We're very community-oriented people. Yeah, we, that's yeah, before, mostly about me. Before we started, yeah. you talked about how you love Jacksonville, mm-hmm. how y'all are so invested in the community, your coffee shop, which I know is very popular and has all sorts of really interesting aspects to it, including that flea market that happens. How often does that happen? It's once a month, once. the last Sunday of the month. Okay. Yep. So it's a big deal for people who are listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so check it out. It is Vagabond Coffee. Mm-hmm. And so stepping away from you as a business owner, let's talk a little bit about your motherhood journey. Tell us a little bit about how you became a mom to your boys, Clive and Leo, ages Mm -hmm. seven and four, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that me and my husband kind of like stumbled into parenthood. We're we're sort of impulsive people. I wouldn't say that becoming parents was impulsive, but I think especially when it came to having our first child, we sort of believed everything that people told us. And A lot of people said like, oh, it was going to take a long time to get pregnant. And so we figured, okay, we got married in January. It's September, August. We should try because it's going to take us a year to get pregnant. Mm. So we didn't think too much on it. I think it's a it's a great quality about me and my husband because we we don't overthink things. But at the same time, sometimes we jump into things. So 
yeah, we decided to get pregnant and we got pregnant. Right. Well, <laughs> so I, would, I would like to have some of your less overthinking yeah. in my world. It sounds like for you, you went in thinking, okay, this could take a very long time, but it was not the case. And so now you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got pregnant and we had only opened our coffee shop for maybe a few months at the time. So it was maybe not the most ideal time to get pregnant, but at least we had had our shop open and it was running. So that was good. I felt terrible. Mm-hmm. I was very nauseous, but we were still making it work. And I, I stayed as long as I could until I eventually stepped away. Yeah, throughout the process of being pregnant, I was very unhappy. Mm. <laughs> with, with I didn't have like a very easy breezy. I mean, I know people have a worse you know, worst case scenarios. But yeah, I did not feel well Mm -hmm. during the time I was pregnant. But we found out we were having a boy and we were very excited. We decided on the name immediately. Again, this is very us. Mm. It's like we weren't like, let's wait and see or let's think of a name forever. We were like Clive. We knew it was Clive told everyone and that was that (laughs) you know what I mean that's amazing also something that I did not have an easy time with tell me a little bit about you said you weren't happy tell me a bit more about that yeah so I had like extreme nausea like not really throwing up but extreme nausea I hated the smell of cooking Mm -hmm. so we ate out a lot I wouldn't say I I think in my mind before I got pregnant I was like I'm gonna eat so healthy because I love like healthy eating. I was a vegetarian for 10 years at one point. So in my mind, I was like, I'm going to work out and I'm going to eat well. And, you know, I get pregnant and I want like French fries mm-hmm. every day. So <laughs> I think I think the best thing that I learned was like to not have crazy expectations to put on yourself and to kind of give yourself some grace as far as You know, like if you're feeling a certain way, it's okay. If you're tired, you can take a nap. It's your body is literally making a person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it wasn't exactly maybe what you anticipated pregnancy to be like, but you were making great decisions with names and you were moving through the pregnancy. Tell me a little bit about how things went as you progressed through the pregnancy. Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to say was that I, also fortunately had such an amazing group of friends like a support group of moms who were older than me they had older kids they had been through the process of having children so they were kind of surrounded me in that so I didn't feel like alone that is a tough part of pregnancy is like feeling isolated um and actually one of my best friends was also pregnant at the same time mm. had a group of friends who actually all had home births mm-hmm. So I I didn't know anyone before that that had home birth. So I kind of got a lot of education on that. And I it seemed like a really interesting option for me. And Mm -hmm. and so I instantly was like, alternative something? Mm -hmm. I'm in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I was always very like an alternative person. Over the over time, it was it was definitely tough, but having like my group of friends support me, I had amazing midwives. It was called the birth center of Jacksonville. They're not around anymore, but I had midwives Hope and Shay, and they were, they've helped so many women in Jacksonville. They were the most amazing midwives I could have asked for. They were very female-focused, women-empowered type of midwives, like the kind of midwives that were, they care about your baby, but they care about you Mm -hmm. as a female. And 
I wasn't used to that, I guess. I was expecting kind of being like, oh, how's the baby? How's this? And they were like, how are you? Mm -hmm. You know, like getting on the scale was always kind of traumatic. You know, I had some like weight issues and body dysmorphia and all that sort of stuff. And so like every time I get on the scale and gain weight, they'd be like, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'd be like, is it? They're like, yeah, like you're feeding your baby. Like that's so good, you know? Mm -hmm. So like having that sort of support and those midwives was massive. Yeah. Both times. Yeah. Um, like, looking back, I'm, like, so grateful for both of them. That's that's really yeah. nice to have. But, like, I still talk to them every now and then. And they'll, like, comment on my Instagrams and be like, happy birthday from your midwife, like, to my oh, babies. Wow, you know what I mean? that's really nice. Like, so they nice really connection. are genuinely, like, great human beings. And that's really important to me. And, like, not that – I think every way of, like, having a baby is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just chose this way to have a baby. But like the personal connection is really important to me. And Mm -hmm. so it just felt really nice to have this, these people that cared about my family so much. Yeah. And like, and postpartum care as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that sounds like a huge asset to this whole experience, having somebody kind of holding your hand and giving you extra support. Yeah. So with Clive, my seven-year-old, they had, they used to have a birth center which was essentially just a house in Riverside on Margaret Street. And we would go there. There was two rooms. There was two tubs in them. So, like, you could give birth in there. And then two beds. And that was it. It was very small. Mm -hmm. And we could go there. And that's where we went and had our checkups and stuff like that. For our anatomy scans, we would go to a place called Full Circle Mm -hmm. and get our anatomy scan there. But everything else we did just there. They only do, like, low-risk And I always, in the back of my mind, was like, you know, if anything ever went wrong, I'm not, like, Mm anti-hospital, you know? It was just, like, this felt like the right option. And it's just a very—it was a very peaceful and, like, nice—felt very, like, homey environment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we had all of our appointments there, and Will went to all my appointments, and it was just— it was it was a really good experience in that sense. Well, so tell me a little bit about what happened when Clive made his appearance. I sort of listened to everyone around me and sort of was like, okay, like everyone, my whole pregnancy was like, oh, you're going to be two weeks late. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, okay, like everyone says I'm going to be two weeks late. I will be two weeks late. So on my actual due date, we went out on a boat Mm. because I was like, I had two more weeks. Like, it's fine. So (laughs) we went out on a boat with like a couple of our friends and like 12 children. Like we were like literally on a boat. I have a child on my lap with my belly life vest. It was like, it looked insane. <laughs> so the next morning I woke up, I was like, oh, I feel weird. Like, I don't know. But I was in denial that I was having this baby because I was like, I got two more weeks. Mm-hmm. This is impossible. I'm having a child right now. And so I texted my midwife. I was like, I don't know. I feel kind of weird. Like, I was like, I think my mucus plug is coming out, but I don't know because I'm not supposed to have this baby right now. She was like, well, why don't you come in and for a checkup in a little bit? But if you are in labor, like, it could be 12 hours from now. It could be in the next day because your first child. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, sure. So Will was getting ready for work because at the time our, with our business, we had a camper mm-hmm. set up downtown selling coffee. So he was getting his stuff ready. And a friend of mine had said, who also had a birth center birth, same midwives, who also owns a small business. I won't name names. 
um, still a friend of mine, <laughs> but she was she was telling me her story of when she had her son, and she told her husband to go to work. She started to get go into labor. She's like, go to work and come back, and then I'll have the baby. Mm. She was like, that way you're not just pacing and all this stuff, and I'll just like it's it'll be beautiful. I'll just labor so elegantly on the bed. I don't know. And I was like, oh, that sounds wonderful. That way Will won't be like freaking out. So I was like, cool. He gets up. He's like, what do you want me to do? I was like, go to work. This is what she said to do. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I don't know. Are you sure? I was like, yeah, like it's it's going to be like a day till I have this baby. So anyway, he goes to work. I'm home alone. And I'm like, I have a little contractions like app on my phone. And my contractions are all over the place. I'm like, it's like 10 minutes, two minutes, four minutes, six minutes. And I'm like, this is not what in the movies, Mm -hmm. this is not what happens. And this is not what people said it was going to (laughs) be. And then it's starting to get stronger. And I'm like, okay, I'm like having to stop what I'm doing. (laughs) So then I texted Will and I was like, he got there. And I'm like, I think you should come home. I don't think I should be alone Mm -hmm. just in case. (laughs) So then he comes right home. We actually have a really cute picture of like a sign outside our camper that says we're going to have a baby, like we're closed. So he comes home. I text my midwife. She's like, yeah, just come in. So we go in there. She checks me. She's like, yeah, you're five centimeters. She's like, well, we can, we can wait. My other friend was there who lived like a couple houses down in Riverside. And she's like, if you want, like you could be, it could be 10. Cause I was like, how long will it be? I almost didn't even bring a bag because I was like, I don't want to, it's going to be like two days. Like I don't, I was in denial still. But my but Will was like, let's bring it back. Come on. Like, everyone was, like, forcing me to have the baby. And I was like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> and my friend was like, well, we can just go to my house if you'd rather just sit there. I was like, yeah, let's go. I was, like, trying to get out of there. And I'm like, every time I tried to make my way to the door, I had to stop. I was like, oh. And then I'd be like, oh, no, it's fine. Let's let's leave. And then my midwife was like, why don't you just take a seat? There's people in the lobby, in the little, like, waiting area, mm-hmm. waiting for their appointments. Because it's like... 10 30 at this point so i came in i'm like trying to leave trying to leave they're like just sit down like just take a load off sit on the bed so they checked me again like maybe 20 minutes later i'm nine centimeters oh my goodness and so i'm like all right they're like fill the tub because i wanted to have a water birth so they're like do we have time to fill the tub i'm like what do you mean do we have time to fill the tub like i i thought i'm not having the baby yet and so I was having uh, my friend come take pictures. And so I was like, we're like text, Will texting. She's having the baby like right now. <laughs> so my mom, my Will called my mom, who's in New Jersey. And she's a teacher. She like stepped out of her classroom. is like hyperventilating. Because she's like, I thought we were going to be able to have time to come down. It was like very dramatic. And then I, yeah, just got in the tub. I think we got there at like nine. And I had him by like 1130. So it was much faster. Oh yeah, than it was fast and furious. Yes. Well, I'm most intrigued by the tub. Yes. So tell me about that. Yeah. So that was I loved having. I had a water birth both times. So it's just really it's warm, it's relaxing, and it just it just felt like I don't know. It just felt like a really calming way to like kind of bring him into the. So, into the world. So let me get a kind of understanding of yeah. this. It's just a large tub. Yeah, this you, was like a jacuzzi tub. But when I had, because it was at the birth center, when I had Leo at home, we had to get like a, blow, it's like a blow up tub for birthing gotcha. that we had ordered online. Okay. Yeah. 
So for Clive, you're in this birth center. There's mm-hmm. a tub there. They they obviously were able to fill it up in time. Mm-hmm. And you hop on in. Oh, yeah. And then it's just very hot water. It's, it's warm. It's like a certain temperature it has okay. to be. Okay. Yeah. And then I've seen pictures of more than one person in there, but is it just you? It was just me. Okay. Yeah. I know people, some people like to have their husband in there. I wanted him to get away from me. Okay. Um. <laughs> It's a preference. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. So you're in there, and I guess it sounds like Will was nearby, but not yeah. in the tub. Mm-hmm. And then maybe midwife is in there as well. Midwife is in friend. there. Midwife is in there. Um, they had like an assistant person, and then my friend who was taking pictures. Yeah. Okay. And then just out of curiosity, what's she doing? Just kind of is she chatting? Is she just yeah, snapping just, pictures? Is she being my, quiet? Oh yeah, my friend is taking the pictures. I didn't even know she was there because okay. I was so like in a zone. My midwife is just kind of giving me like gentle kind of tips and stuff, and okay, like little pushes now. Because oh, one piece of advice though that somebody told me at Orsay, I was at Orsay hmm. one night, and she was like, "Don't listen to any advice anyone gives you." But here's one piece of advice, and she said, "Don't blast your baby out." And I was like. What does that mean? She uh-huh. was like, don't just push as hard as possible because, like, then you'll tear. And then when it came time to push, I was thinking that. Like, mm. my midwife was even, like, tiny pushes. You know what I mean? It was, like, tiny push, tiny push, like, kind of stretching it out. And I, I didn't tear both times. I didn't didn't blast them out. So that was a good I had piece to push, of obviously, yeah. But it's crazy how the baby really is pushing itself out. Like, the baby's coming when yeah. it's coming. Well, so are there? there's no medication on mm-hmm. board. What are you doing to kind of manage the pain, which I assume was there? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Screaming. Um, I, my mom, uh, my dad told me, like, when my mom gave birth four times, she had an epidural the first time, and then she, he hated it. And so she didn't have an epidural three other times. And that probably influenced me a little bit. He's like, she was silent all three times without Mm -hmm. no medication silent and I was like okay I'm like you don't know how you're gonna be in that situation Mm -hmm. until it's happening so I was like okay like I'm gonna be quiet like I'm not like a loud person to begin with oh no that went I yes Mm -hmm. and I've seen like videos and stuff like that where people are like using their voice like yelling their baby out it does that i mean it can help you got to do what you got to do in that situation and you don't know how you're going to react and you can't really be embarrassed at that point Mm -hmm. so i definitely was screaming yeah and then baby emerges yes and then what happens next because now baby's in the water right they pull them pull them right out yeah and then we let the placenta be attached for a little bit kind of pulse out and then cut it. Um, so we didn't cut it immediately. And then I think I had a little bit of bleeding. So I think they gave me some Pitocin after to kind of like contract my uterus back. And then I I got stood right up out of the tub, showered off, they had a little shower, showered off. And then someone brought me a pub sub. <laughs> and then I just ate the pub sub while holding Clive. Wow. It was great. That's amazing. I know. And uh, get a, a plug in for pub subs yeah. there. <laughs> Sponsor me. <laughs> um, well, so now you're there and at the birth center, and are you supposed to recover or are you supposed to I mean, lie down somewhere or I mean, are you just doing your own thing? Yeah. So I'm like in the bed with him or taking pictures, whatever, hanging out. 
And then they do like they check him out, weigh him, do like an inspection of him uh-huh. and all that sort of stuff. And then I mean, we left. I mean, maybe an hour or so after, which feels crazy because like when you're at the hospital, like I've I've never had a hospital birth, but I'm like you kind of get to chill for a little bit and they check your baby out and do all this stuff. I'm like we left and I was like, what do we do now? Yeah, like we have a baby. I like it's scary. You're just like they just. We just have this thing now yeah. that we didn't have a couple hours ago. You know what I mean? Like, at least you would have a day to process, which is happened. It's like, we just had this baby. Yeah, that would make a lot um, of sense. It feels crazy. And and Clive turned out to be colicky. You know, babies, like, sleep a lot. He did, he came home with his eyes open. Uh-huh. And he never went to sleep. So it was, that was, ended up being a lot of pretty traumatic for me and will and postpartum was not great and so that was like a whole factor in that yeah but, well tell me a little bit about postpartum yeah obviously so, there was a lot of colic a lot of crying yeah the colic which which affected like my breastfeeding journey as well like again like i kind of was like in a group of friends who did a lot of like home birthing and like exclusive breastfeeding and all that stuff so I was like, yeah, I'm going to try breastfeeding. And he was colicky and he just was like a monster. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't latch and, we were, and I had the lactation consultant and like all that stuff. He, so I like stopped eating everything and like I did all the things. And of course I talked to other moms that had colicky kids and they're like, oh, you're just not doing this. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm a terrible mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so all those sort of things, those like lies you're telling yourself. I'm a first time mom and I'm like, what and I'm also before I realized he was colicky too, because you know, eventually we took him to the doctor and the doctor just heard him crying in the other room and finally came in and said, Oh, your baby's colicky. And I was like, I thought I just was a terrible bomb this whole time. But the first week or so, I was like, Why do people have kids? Like, I was like, This is terrible. Like, I I remember we we actually did go to the hospital because he his Billy Rubin levels were it wound up being fine and the hospital was like, why are you here? Why did the pediatrician send you? It was a whole thing. But I remember I was very, emo- my emotions were crazy. And I remember sitting in the hospital in the waiting room. And I was holding Clive and I looked at Will and I started crying. I was like, I just miss us, <laughs> you know, because I was like, what is happening? Like, I'm just like, it just felt like such a whirlwind. And I, and because he was so difficult, I was just like, um, I also, I'm like prone to migraines and so and hormonally prone to migraines. And after I had him, I had a migraine for seven days straight. Mm. So on top of the crying, we had to integrate formula. I felt like a bad mom. I didn't know he was colicky. It was just like, it just was a lot. Yeah. And I had not done therapy yet in my life. And so I didn't have the tools I have now mm-hmm. where I was just like, I holding it, you know, all in. And I was like, I need help, but I don't know how to he- ask for help. Like, so it just was like a bad combo of like just feeling so alone inside and not know how- knowing how to tell anybody that. Yeah. It was a tough time. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like stressor upon stressor yeah. upon stressor. And you mentioned uh, therapy. Mm-hmm. And was that something you were able to connect um, with around that time? Or was that a later, coming at a later date? Yeah, I, I didn't. It wasn't until way later. Okay. Yeah, I wish I could say it was sooner. But it honestly wasn't until Clive was a little bit older. And I started to like kind of see 
certain qualities about him, certain things. And I, I had the realization that like, I'm modeling certain things for him in the way I'm like showing my emotions or how I'm processing conflict and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm giving him the same tools that I have and I don't have a lot of tools. And so I was like, I need to fix this, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm aware that I have some issues. But now I'm seeing myself giving them to my child. And that was like it for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it also is a really big strength of yours to have the insight to notice that and then to advocate for yourself. And yeah. Get skills or sport yeah. or whatever worked for you. It, it sounds like uh, that's a hindsight moment right there for you. Uh, maybe wishing yeah, you had had some support prior or earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And uh, like even after Leo was born too, I, you know, held a lot of resentments like in our marriage and stuff because for reasons that aren't even like Will's fault, you know, because I just still didn't know how to like express that I needed help. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was like, but I thought I was like making sacrifices as a mother, but like I didn't know how to like communicate that but that's no one's fault you know what I mean at some point you need to get the help you need Mm -hmm. you know what I mean well and then also you're bringing up another good point in terms of communicating your needs Mm -hmm. and how it can get very easy to harbor resentment Mm -hmm. when you feel like your needs aren't being met Mm -hmm. and that's that that can be tricky when you have not a lot of sleep and a colicky baby and x y and z other stressors going on yeah. Tell me a little bit about Leo, because it sounds like his pregnancy and delivery might have been similar, but different. Tell me a little bit about that journey. Yeah. So Leo was, the pregnancy was just challenging in the sense of like having a two-year-old mm-hmm. and being pregnant was so different. And I would say similar in the sense of like being nauseous, but just having the two-year-old was tough. And Clive didn't really nap and he was kind of wild. So like, it it was it was tough Very. and he so he didn't nap he only slept in the car so i'd have to drive around a lot and then he was in like a big car seat and then it got this is kind of crazy like i don't recommend this but we would take the actual large car seat out mm-hmm. of the car and like carry it in so i was like pregnant carrying this large car seat in not a baby carrier yeah. one like a large I car seat i can see it now i even went into like tj Maxx once and put it in the cart <laughs> and people were like what what is this like what are you doing I was like, I need to go out. I need to get out. Yeah. And this is what's happening. Yeah, right, people? That, that seems like a pretty um, good strategy, right? Yeah, it was definitely a strategy. So, yeah, I didn't really go out a lot because he was running. He was, like, at the runner age. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can't run. I'm like, and I was big. Mm-hmm. You know, I was much bigger, I feel like, the second time around. So this time around, everybody's like, oh, you're going to give birth sooner. So I was like, okay, I'm ready. Then I was, like, ready to go. My midwife had, I had my midwife, Shay. She was great. Loved that. She was doing like home visits because now this time I was like, oh, I'm going to give birth in my house, in my like front room. I warned our neighbors Mm -hmm. because I was like, you might hear screaming. I just want you to know no one's being murdered. It's just me having a baby in my home. (laughs) Good warning. So it was a good warning because my neighbor did say, oh, did you have the baby? I heard someone screaming and I was like, yes, I did. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so she was coming to my house. It was cute. She would like take Clive's like heartbeat, listen to his heartbeat and stuff. It was like sweet to have that memory of them, him being a part of that pregnancy. So then it came time, like it's getting, my birthday is November 26th. His due date was November 16th. And so that date came, 
and went. And I was like, okay, like, what's the deal? We're getting closer. And I was like, all right, I'm done. Like, I am just ready to have this baby. And he was head down. He was ready. And so I was like, can I do the castor oil thing, which Uh, is not recommended. uh I do not condone that. So he did it. And I had, you know, supervision. But I mixed it with a Wendy's Frosty, Mm -hmm. which that might you might not want to drink a Frosty after that Mm. because it changes things for you. Mm -hmm. So I drank it, poofed a lot, fell asleep, woke up, did not have the baby. So didn't 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 work. work, Mm -hmm. Didn't work. So I was trying everything, like not happening. So I wound up breaking my water. My midwife came over. So it was like five days past my due date. It was the morning. She broke my water. She was like, you're right. Like, he's down. Mm -hmm. Like, he's hanging low. Broke my water. And then she was like, we'll just hang out in your your house. Because I'm in my house. So we're just, like, chilling. Where's Clive? Clive is with my parents. uh, Flew in this time. Okay. But this time they flew way too early. Mm. So now they're like, okay, well, we got, I mean, we got to get back to work too. We took off time. So I'm like, I'm feeling pressure. Right. Because I'm like, last time you missed it, but this time you're here too early. You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> These babies just come on I their know. own clock. So anyway, uh, so yeah, they're like taking Clive to the Disney store like every day because they just don't know what to do. <laughs> they're like, we can't afford to do this like every day. So have the baby. So breaks my water. I'm like walk, doing laps, walking around. Labor's like coming on slowly. I have a photographer, also a different photographer friend coming. Um, so we're watching like 90 Day Fiance. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Yes, I have. Yeah, so we got that going. I'm eating a pub sub again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's my tradition. Because, <laughs> you know, at that point, let's, you know, lunch meat. It's fine. Don't judge me. Sure. Um, so, yeah, this time we're like, I'm getting in the tub. I probably got in the tub a little too early because the warm water, I think, was relaxing me a little bit too much. So I was like, whatever. My contractions were slowing down a little bit. The the tub, though. The tub, yeah. Tell me about that. Yo, you blew that up. Okay, so you have an inflatable tub. Mm-hmm. Now has- we have an inflatable tub that we ordered online. Okay. And Will is filling it up with warm water. From, so he's like, a hose? Boiling it. Oh, okay. And, like, you have to, like, mix it. It's, like, it was, like, a whole thing. That sounds like a thing. Yes. Yeah. It was a whole process that I was not involved in mm. because I was, like, this is your job. Yeah. I have a different the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so he's handling water, the water system. Yes. And I'm handling the vagina system. <laughs> now we just have Shay, Will, and my photographer, Cindy, who had never taken birth photos before. This is just my friend that I was, like, hey, do you want to take birth photos? And she was like, yeah, like, I guess. And I think I traumatized her. <laughs> she she thought the whole thing was like, it's crazy to see someone give birth. Mm-hmm. Especially we've known her a long time. Mm-hmm. But I, she said she would never do one again. Uh. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> but uh, she didn't tell everyone about it, which I was like, hey, that's cool. You saw a birth. You're welcome. Yeah. And she's got a story. She's got a story. Mm-hmm. And she got some some interesting pictures. Anyway, so... We're like, I'm in labor. It's like having it's nighttime now. Okay. So I'm like over. I'm like, why is this baby not coming? Mm-hmm. It's the second baby. It's supposed to just fall out. Mm-hmm. So we're just like waiting around. My midwife pulls out the stool, which like anyone who's had like a home birth probably knows what the stool is. But like you sit on it and it does something to your like whatever this is down here. I, I'm not. I don't know. 
Is parts it like a of your squatty body. potty situation? It's almost like a squatty yeah. potty situation, but it does something to your hips and whatever where like it makes, I don't, I don't know. It, it makes you in dilate way. in a way that hurts so bad. Mm. And that was terrible. So I finally was like dilated to a point where I think I was like nine, nine centimeters. Like, all right, let's get back in the pool. We're almost ready. I'm like ready. I'm not, I want to push. Like I want to get this thing over with. Mm-hmm. And so she she felt down there. She's like, you're like nine and a half. She's like, I could during a contraction reach down there and like pull back your cervix. I guess mm-hmm. is what she was saying. I was like, I do what you got to do. She's like, it's gonna hurt so bad. Oh gosh. But then you'll be able to push. She could have said like, I have to cut your head off. Uh-huh. But then you can have the baby. I would have been like, do it. I don't care. <laughs> So she, we did it. Contraction. She reached up there. And was it as painful as she said? Yes, it was terrible. But I was like, I don't care. Let's get this thing over with. And so I started pushing. It was awful. Like at one point I looked down and it was just his head Mm -hmm. out. And because she she was like, look, there he is. And I was like, no. Mm -hmm. Like I was mad. Mm -hmm. I was angry. Mm -hmm. I wasn't happy. I was just like, why is this happening to me? <laughs> and then finally pushed him out. I was like, oh, he's a little bigger than the other one. Like, because Clive was seven five. I me and Will were both over nine pounds mm. as babies. And so before I had Clive, everybody was like, You're gonna have huge babies. I was like, stop. Like, why are you wishing that on me? So Clive was seven five, and I was like, look at me with my little baby. And then Leo had like neck rolls already and i was like oh like he's probably like eight something whatever he wound up being nine pounds ten ounces so he was big boy so i was like okay maybe this is why it was a little bit harder this this go around um so i'm I'm a retired uh birther yeah after that but yeah no he was he was big boy it was it was a tough tough birth situation and then the next day was thanksgiving so it was great because we had the home birth Woke up the next morning. Everyone made Thanksgiving. I didn't have to do anything. So that was cool, too. <laughs> yeah. And then um, also the cranberry sauce was, like, traumatizing to see the next day. But then, yeah, I just got to chill. Where's the pool after you do all that? Oh, they had to clean it all up. Okay. Like Also not um, your job. Mm, not my mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. The midwife was supposed to have an assistant who wound up, like, not showing up or something. And usually that person would help like with the cleanup process. Okay. So it wound up being Will and my midwife cleaning up to like probably midnight. My midwife, she was such a badass. She was just pumped to like be able to spend Thanksgiving the next day with like her whole family because they're they're on call like all the time. You know what I mean? So they're used to like Christmas, you know, whatever. People give birth whenever. So I was also thinking like she can spend Thanksgiving. I can spend, you know, I was thinking like, let's not do this on a holiday. Uh Also, you're getting awfully close to my birthday. So, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) calm down. That's amazing. And so now with hindsight, I have heard you already mention some things around kind of not shooting yourself on certain things that you feel like I have to do it this way or I have to do it that way. I'm hearing you say having a crew, a mom crew or support. I mean, that was really nice that you had a lot of people who were also expecting around the same time as you. The midwife thing sounds quite lovely. And I am jealous of that, of your experience. Anything else that I'm missing in terms of hindsight and learning? I mean, you've said lots of little nuggets in here. So any other things that you could think of? Yeah, I mean, just the main thing that I tell other moms is just like, 
to go with whatever your gut is in any situation. Like people are always going to give you unsolicited advice when you're a mom, like constantly, whether it's an old person or a young person, people are going to be like, oh, you had a baby. Well, this is my experience and this is what's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's just, it's always going to be different. And whatever you're feeling, that's what you need to go off of. Your kid's going to be, no one knows your kid better than you. And no one knows your body better than you. So it's, I think you just really need to trust yourself, especially even when it comes to like doctors. If a doctor says something, you know, you can get a second opinion. You don't need, even if it's your first one, because that's probably the most scary one is because you've never had a baby before. Mm -hmm. So you're like, I can need to do everything this person says, but that's not necessarily true, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's important. Yeah. So being able to trust your body, trust your own judgment. It sounds like therapy has been helpful. It sounds like that was something that would have been helpful to have kind of a bit more proactively. It sounds like the water birth was really something that you found to be really nice, despite um, having a a close to 10-pound baby (laughs) uh, emerge that way. And I've got to tell you, we have met just one time. And so this has been really cool to be able to walk through with you. I thank you so much for letting us in on it all. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you wanted to share? That's pretty much my life. Vagabond, coffee, 10-pound babies. (laughs) Just trust yourself, period. (laughs) I love it. And here's my final question. Have you had a Wendy's Frosty? sense i you know i have okay i'm not gonna lie i okay. have so minus it, the castor oil <laughs> never again so it went down okay though yes it okay. did it right. did i can't stay away long <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for being here i appreciate you yeah thank you so much for having me it's been great